بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله اللهم أخرجني من ظلمات الفهم وأكرمني بنور الفهم اللهم افتح علينا أبواب رحمتك وانشر علينا خزاء نعلمك برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين I hope everyone has got access to the book, uh, so then you can inshallah uh, study and use it for mubahasa. The topic today is about the definition of adl. What do we mean by justice in this discussion? Ayatollah Mutahari says that we have to be very careful about understanding the meaning of justice. You know, in any discussion, before you go into studying arguments, and certainly before taking any position, we should understand the concepts which are used. Sometimes people disagree but after careful examination, we realized that they disagreed superficially. Because what this one was saying was not related to what that person was denying. They have different things in mind. So we have to make sure that we have the same concept and we are on the same page. So he mentions four usage or four senses, four meanings for justice. First to be balanced, to be coming with order, with measure. In Farsi we say mawzun budan. In the original text it says mawzun budan. Also in Arabic you can use mawzun, which means to be balanced, to be measured. Sometimes you have <coughs> combination. For this combination to be balanced means from every part you have just the required amount, not more or less, and all parts are in good relation with each other. For example, if you want to have a balance in society, it means that in society between people who have different roles, different functions, different needs, different talents, different levels of power, decision making, there is a balance. They would supplement and match each other, they would not conflict each other. This is a balanced system in society. And of course here, what is very important is maslaha, interest. If we have such balanced society, we could have maximum interest of 
members of the society. Sometimes you are talking about a physical balance. Imagine you have a mechanical unit which has different parts. And for this mechanical unit, like a car, for example, like an engine, to be just means to be balanced. Every part is in connection with the others. They work together. You don't have too many of one part or, for example, less than needed from another part. Yeah? Or if it's a chemical balance, it means that, for example, when you have a chemical uh, matter, object, and it's from different, for example, materials, then from everything you have enough and nothing more or less. In any case, when we say in this sense, the world is created with Adl, means with balance. For example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَالسَّمَاءَةَ رَفَعَهَا وَوَضَعَبْ According to the commentators, exegetes of the Quran, here, which comes after raising a sky, means there is a measure, there is a balance in this world, in the creation. We are not talking about law, about ethics. We are talking about the creation of this world. For Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said بِالْعَدْلِ قَامَتِ السَّمَاوَاتُ وَالْأَرْضِ With justice, skies and earth are upright. Means they can be remaining and they can be intact with adl. If there was no balance, no measure, no harmony, if there was, there was conflict, isolation, gap, the world would not be like what we see today. Ayatollah Mutahari says, this meaning of adl is not what we are concerned with. It's not related to issue of divine justice. Because this is about the creation as a whole. And he says, some people have tried to answer to the questions about justice, about problems, you know, catastrophes, uh, wars, this type of things, by saying that there is a system, and this system is balanced, and we should have holistic approach. He says, but those people who are not happy may say that to have a system which works properly is okay. But this does not mean that each part would not receive injustice or discrimination. Maybe you say as a system we have to do something. For example, maybe 
This is my example to clarify what he says. For example, you say in order to have a system, we should have plants, vegetables, which are eaten by sheep and goat and cow. And then we can eat meat or milk you know, from them. If there was no, there were no, for example, you know, sheep or goat, we would not be able to continue. So this justifies the harmony in the system as a cycle. They eat grass and we eat them. But maybe someone says, this is zolm to them, <laughs> that we are eating them. Although it is part of the system. Or among human beings, maybe we need people who, for example, are serving others. Or, for example, they have, I don't know, less talents other people can control them. And in society, we need to have people with different intelligence, with different, for example, I don't know, talents, so that each of them does different roles. If they were all very, very, very talented, then we would have too many scholars and professors, but not, for example, people who do more simple work or handwork. These are, of course, maybe he himself has better examples, but these are examples that I thought might clarify. So he says, this meaning of justice is not the main issue about the problem of evil in the world. And I think personally that maybe this is not exactly the problem, but I think actually this helps a lot in understanding the answer. Because no one should consider himself or herself separate from the system. No, we cannot expect everything to be perfect for me. Maybe, for example, you have a farm and right now you think it shouldn't rain. But maybe for millions of people, now we need to have rain. Maybe there are very many different animals that they need this rain. You should adjust your expectations according to the system. So, this is the first meaning of justice that according to Ayatollah Mutahari is not related to our discussion. Or in my saying, maybe it is related, but it's not the only thing. The second meaning is justice in the sense of equality and having no discrimination. And he says, here we need to reflect on what we mean by equality. Do you mean to treat everyone equally? This is not justice. For example, to give the same mark to all students. Yeah? To give the same medicine to all the ill people. This is not justice. 
But people with the same istihqaq, people who deserve the same, treat them the same. This is good. For example, people who worked the same office hours, do the same thing, they have, they have the same qualifications, okay? We should give them the same. Not we say, be based, for example, on friendship or, you know, based on family relation or color or ethnicity. We give some people more privilege. So, no equality in an absolute way is needed. What is important? To treat equally those which are similar in their in deserving. Okay? So, as I always say, you should treat equals equally and treat unequals unequally. If you treat unequals equally, it's a problem. And if you treat equals unequally, it's also a problem. Okay? Third, justice in the sense of observing rights of individuals and giving everyone his or her due right. And then injustice means to disregard rights of people, to manipulate their rights. He says, when we use justice for people, human beings, and we say people should observe justice and, uh, for example, legal systems are making sure that rights of people are observed in society, it comes in this third sense. <coughs> and he says, this type of justice has two foundations. Rights of people upon each other, which is based on priorities. <coughs> this is very important. Hak, right, comes from priorities that some people have with respect to something. And therefore they have right over others with respect to those things. For example, if a person produces something, either agricultural product or industrial product, when you make efforts and you produce something, who has priority over this? The one who has produced. Yeah? So you can say that he has a right over on this issue that other people should observe. No one can come and take away what he has produced. Or for example, there is a baby who has a mother to foster him, okay? This milk belongs to this baby, has has priority. Of course here, it's not baby has produced this, but the creation, the system of creation has made this milk for this baby, not for another baby or for something else. 
So here there is also right, mm -hmm. and this right is in the sense that someone who has right has ulabi, has priority with respect, and other people have to observe this. They cannot come and bypass this baby. So this is one point that human beings with respect to each other, they have to observe priorities. The second thing is, this is very important. Human beings are made in the way that they use some concepts which we call them e'tibari. What does it mean? Some people translate it conventional, but uh, the best thing is to remember e'tibari. E'tibari has different meanings. Sometimes you use e'tibari opposite to asil. You know, in the discussion about asalatul wujud wa e'tibariyat al mahiyah. Whether wujud is primordial or mahiyah. That is one meaning of e'tibar. Okay? This is different from what we have it here. Here we mean by e'tibari something that we initiate for some maslaha. There are notions that are our creation, man-made. In the sense that for our interest, we assume them, we initiate them. For example, ownership. Is there anything in the world that, for example, scientists, like physicists or chemists, can show us that this is ownership? We don't have such a thing as ownership. Yes, with respect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that is real ownership. That is existential ownership. Ma'dul is owned by its cause. Yes, that's another issue. But ownership in the sense that we use. We say this house is mine. That car is yours. Yeah? This is based on our... Supposition. It's not a reality. Yeah? Whether you own a house or you don't own the house, what is different? Philosophically, there is no difference. No? Yes. We then socially we use these concepts so that we can plan human relations. You know, imagine you are living in your father's house. Okay? It's your father's property. But what difference it makes if, for example, it's in your name or your father's name? In reality, not you say that if it's my name, I can sell it, you know. No, in reality, what difference it makes? In reality, what is important is whether you are in that house or not, whether you are using that house or not. 
But whether it is registered in your name or not, it doesn't make difference. Uh, I heard, I think it was from grandson of Allah Tabatabai, that some students of Allame suggested that we buy a home for you. And he said, I told you in philosophy, <coughs> he said, what difference it makes? I want a place to live and I can live whether it is rent or it's mine. And recently I was uh, listening to some of the students of Allame who were talking about difficult life of Allame in Qom. You know, Allame was from city of Tabriz, uh -huh. north uh, west Iran. And they come from a very important family. But then he went to Najaf, and after uh, many years of studying Najaf, he went back to Tabriz. And in Tabriz, they had very big house. I think they had 20 rooms. And, you know, servants and all these things. But he was also working on the farm, you know, and also he wrote some of his books in Tabriz. Then he decided to go to home and had to rent a double room, which they partitioned with a curtain. Mm -hmm. So him and family, all children, had only two rooms connected with a curtain. Mm -hmm. And someone said that, and Lama said, in Tabriz, we had more room for our chickens than we have in home. And even this was just rent. And he said to his wife that, you know, if you want, you are not happy, we can go back. But she said, no, we stay here. So for him, who is a man of realities, it doesn't make difference, you know, whether this house is in his name or someone else's name. But many of us make these things so important that treat them as real things. This is registered in my name. Yes, this registration, this ink is used on the paper, this is a reality. But what this means, that's not a reality. That's contract, that's assumption. Yeah? Like, for example, a, a very good example is this. We have notes. For example, 50 pounds. This paper has no value of 50 pounds. This is contract or decision. Okay? Maybe sometimes the same note becomes invalid when... They decide to change the notes or sometimes, you know, governments change, you know, in some countries, you know, they have old governments notes, then they become invalid. So it shows that it didn't have really value. It was based on content. It's not like gold. Gold has value. Of course, even gold, in a sense, doesn't have real value in this sense. It's better than notes, but even gold 
if we were loving, for example, you know, iron more than gold, then iron could be like gold. <laughs> yeah, it's based on decision. So, human beings have this ability that they can find out what is for the interest of society and suppose it and make laws and arrangements, make concepts, and then somehow treat them as a secondary reality, or as a kind of reality. And sometimes this becomes very important. The same is with, for example, uh, position, like ownership, position. For example, we say, to this person that today you are appointed as the manager of this office or you are minister or you are prime minister has anything changed in reality no. nothing has changed responsibility. responsibility comes from this decision otherwise this person is the same person yeah this person is the same person but sometimes, all of a sudden, you see that this person is now a different person. He becomes proud, he becomes arrogant. Sometimes. Or he becomes more humble. There are people that when they have position, they become more humble. But anyway, there is a change here. This change is a reality, but what caused this reality was a, was a decision that we made. And we could have made it differently. Way. So, Ayatollah Mutahari says, we initiate some notions based on some masale, some interests and harms, and then members of the society should observe them. We say, this is owned by this. Yeah? Even in a sense, Marriage is also like this. Of course, marriage is made by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or endorsed by Allah. But that's also like this, that as soon as this marriage is done, then certain rulings come. But it's not that these two people have changed. Do you know what I mean? It's a contract. It's a divine, of course, contract. But in some societies, maybe even they do it without religion. And we respect that. Anyone according to their culture and customs get married, we respect that. But what is important is that this is something that we have found to be useful for human society. Mm. And after that, many, many <coughs> rights and rulings come. Otherwise, it's not that these two people have changed. Okay? At least, if it is not done religiously. Maybe religiously there are some changes, you know. Maybe Allah puts some thing in them differently. So, Ayatollah Mutahari says, this is the meaning of justice that every person understands, and it is opposite to Zul which means to observe the rights and priorities which are created based on this type of notions. 
He refers to a poem from Rumi, Mawlavi. Jalaluddin Muhammad Balkhi Rumi Mawlavi. He says in a beautiful Farsi, and it is interesting that although this was said many centuries ago, it still is very clear Farsi. Because these great poets have kept the language. You know, like Quran that has kept Arabic stable, these poems also have taken Farsi and kept it stable. Adl Chebovat Vazar and Darmozash. What is justice to put in its right place? Zol Chebovat Vazar Darmozash to put in right place. Adl Chebovat. What is justice? Justice to give water to trees. If there are thorns and you give them water. This is Zol. Yes. Shahnahi Viranist. It's about chess, playing chess. If instead of uh, we call it castle, what do you call it? Uh, rook. 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 So it's like Farsi. If instead of rock, you put the king, this is destruction. Viranim is destruction. You should not sacrifice king for the sake of keeping rock. And instead of king, if you put elephant, this is also ignorance. So when you need king, you cannot put something lower. And when you need something lower and it's enough, don't put king at risk. Okay? Like for example, when you want to protect your face, you protect it with your hand. Yes. Not that for protecting your hand, you use your face. Allah, okay. okay. <laughs> it's possible, you know. It's possible, but it's ignorance. Uh, pardon? It's possible, but it's ignorance. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if you have heard the joke or not. <laughs> yes. Uh, Someone was very, you know, naughty. Mm -hmm. So he was annoying people. Mm -hmm. So once he put his hand on a sharp item, mm -hmm. okay, like for example, you know, so, uh, uh, there are fences, yes. that, oh, yeah, yeah. and there is like, like a sword. So he was putting his hand and was asking people to punch my hand. Oh. So when he was punching, they were punching, he was taking his hand. <laughs> so they were hurt. So someone who was not very intelligent liked this. He said, let me do this. So 
he found someone who thought that maybe he can deceive him. But he didn't find anything sharp, so he put his hand on his nose. <laughs> and when that person wanted to punch, he <laughs> took away his hand. So he protected his hand. Okay. So you can take note of this. <laughs> so according to this sense of justice and injustice, we have to consider priorities. And these priorities, although may not be necessarily real, but they are outcomes of something in human creation that humanity for the sake of needs meeting their needs for practical reasons are able to suppose to initiate some types of relations but he says this is a very important point he says in this type of things it's very important in this type of things, we cannot involve Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because this type of priority, which is result of these imaginations and you know initiation of relations, we say this person has more priority. This is the property of this person, this is the property of that person. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is greater than all and no one can limit his priority by saying that I have more priority all of us really belong to him so between me and you I can say this is my home not your home and it has practical benefit we can run our life like this is my book not your book this is my child not your child Okay? But can I say this to God? That this is my house, not yours. This is my child, not yours. I cannot say this. So, this is then showing that why, in this sense, no one can complain to Allah that you have been unjust with me. Even if, for example, if a person loses his parents, and not say, these were my parents, why you took away from me? Yeah? Or if someone loses his health, cannot say, this was Zol, you have taken my health. Mm -hmm. Is it clear? I have a question. Yes. Uh, in determining priority, can we use causation? So, A creates B, then A has a right over B, or right to B. That's a real priority. Mm -hmm. That is not based on our assumption. As we said, anything which creates something, the cause, owns it really. That is different from this is my property. is in the real sense. And no one else has that ownership. Yes. But there's one uh, thing that uh, uh, I, I'm just concerned about. Maybe it's the wrong. Uh, William Kadak was given to Fatima by the Prophet. It was her property and it was taken away by those other people. 
So well, how would you put that in this equation? So it's coming under the same thing uh -huh. that when something is property of someone, whether it be, for example, by producing it or inheriting it or receiving as a gift, then other people should respect it. <coughs> because this creates a, a space for that person that others cannot get into it. Okay, there's a, like a sanctuary. He or she has a right over this and not other people. Four, the fourth, which is, if you remember, you know, we had a discussion about the way philosophers look at the issue of justice. The fourth meaning of justice is to observe the capacities and what things are in granting them existence and all graces and favor. You know, in this world, we have different beings with different capacities. You know, imagine we are like different containers. Yeah. These containers have different sizes. For example, an insect, how much can receive? A bird, how much can receive? An animal, a human being. Even human beings have different capacities. Mm -hmm. At the time of birth, they have different capacities. And based on what they do, also they have different capacities. Because you can do something to increase your capacity, or you can do something to reduce your capacity. Okay? For example, when you go and take lessons, you are increasing your capacity for knowledge. When you study, you increase your capacity for knowledge. When you do mubahasa, you increase your capacity for knowledge. So it's not that we have the same capacity throughout our life. So different beings have different capacities. And when it comes to human beings, different human beings have different capacities. And even the same person in different periods of time and life can have different capacities. Yes. This uh, saying of the Holy Prophet, every child is born on fitra. Yes. So can we say this, that by birth, every human being has the same capacity, but then the, it's the external? No. 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 Mm -hmm. By birth, all human beings have good capital. 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 You know, mm -hmm. when you want to do business, you need some capital. Mm -hmm. Every person has been given, free of charge, some capital, some light, some understanding, some good desire. These are fitra. So all human beings have been given enough to find their way 
towards the absolute light. But they are not the same. They have enough, but some are more understanding, more inclined towards good, some less, but they are all inclined towards good. So, but not that they are all in the same level. You have a child like Jesus. You have someone like Imam Jawad. So it's not that all the children are the same, but at the same time, all the children are pure and innocent. And they have light. So human beings also have different capacities. Even one person can have different capacities in different times. What is important is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, according to philosophers, is al-itlaq means he is absolutely <coughs> gracious. Absolutely gracious. Means without any limit. It's a very important point. One of the things that make your mind you know, understand things differently is this issue. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not like a generous person, you know, like human beings. You know, in human beings, when you have a generous person, this person would give you not because of what you deserve. Yeah? Mm. Of course, if you deserve, he gives you. But he gives you not just because you deserve. He may give you even if you don't deserve. Or he may give you more than what you deserve. Is it clear? A generous person gives you what you don't deserve. For example, you have not done anything for him, but he gives you. Or you have done something for him, but he gives you more. But a generous person would not give you as much as you can receive. Hmm. Yeah, normally it is the case. He doesn't say, you know, let me give you whatever you can take. <laughs> he gives you more than what you deserve or gives you what you don't deserve, but he doesn't give you everything that he can give you and you can receive. Okay? In the case of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is different. <coughs> Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is absolutely <coughs> gracious in the sense that not only he gives you what you don't deserve, not only he gives you more than <coughs> what you deserve, he gives you as much as you can take. <coughs> okay? So he considers your capacity as something that he should feel. Imagine, for example, if you are very generous, very loving, and a person is going to travel, and you know that he is going to face shortage of food. So you give him lots of food and put in every pocket that he has, you fill it, 
put into his dress, into his sleeve, you know, feel it completely because you know that this person is going to starve. Even if has hat, you take his hat and put <laughs> So you feel him, but then there is something that he cannot take more. You want to give him more, but he doesn't have, everything is filled. Okay? So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fills everyone as much as that person can take. Okay? If you have not received more, it was because there was no chance. Yes. So, when you work for, for example, learning, when you do some good work, some ibadah, charity, these add to your capacity. And you can receive more. Many times. But like, like you're someone who perhaps isn't worshipping Allah that much or something, but you're not a very cool person, but you have some senses. And Allah opens the light for you, opens yeah. the door. You may not have done something. Yeah. As I said, it's not that He gives what you deserve, He gives you more than what you deserve or he gives you what you don't deserve but you should have capacity the only condition or the only limit is your capacity how much you can take like for example imagine we take people under Niagara Fall okay you say as much as you can take water we don't have any problem here you, uh, someone can just come and say, I drink. Someone brings some cups, someone brings a pot, someone brings a tank. Anything you bring will be filled. The problem is the limits that we have either personally or the limits that we have in our systems. For example, there is a limit in what you can learn and there is a limit caused by you when you have no good teacher. So teacher is like a pipe that connects you to the source of knowledge. If there is no good teacher or there is no good textbook or there is no Jose or you don't do mobile, all narrows this pipe. Okay? But also there is limit in you. People may have been connected to the same pipe, but someone takes one drop, someone takes litres, someone takes tons from the same pipe. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has no limit in giving. The only limit comes from our 
reception. Okay? So, this is why we say in dua, Ya man la taziluhu kathratul ata' illa judan wa karama. Oh, the one who would not increase by giving or abundance of giving except in generosity. Other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when they give, something will be reduced. Yeah? They will lose something. Or if they don't lose, at least they don't increase in their reach. Yeah? Either they lose, for example, if I give you money, I don't have that money anymore. If I teach you, I don't lose my knowledge, but my knowledge is not increased. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by giving his generosity increases. What does it mean? Maybe you can, you say, I know why he doesn't become poor, why he doesn't become less rich, but I don't understand why he becomes more generous. And the answer is this. That generosity is a quality of action. Sifat fi'l. Sifat fi'l sides. You remember the difference between sifat zat and sifat fi'l? One side is absolutely gracious, but when the other side is not receiving, generosity is not there when he receives more and more generosity which is the relation between the two becomes more yes my same question is from different angle as you said that when every child is born they are with the enough cap capital yes but uh, not the same capital. not the same but why enough. is not the same because when they're coming into the world that initialist time they should be the same uh, because your capacity is not only decided on what you have done. What your parents have done oh. is important. What your grand-grandparents have done. What food you have eaten. What, you know, society you lived in. There are many, many things that can have impact on the child. But Allah gives everyone enough. But someone who has been born into a nice pious family and have been given good food no stress no air strike and bombardment <laughs> during pregnancy this child of course would be different from a child that parents were fighting and mother was alcohol you know addicted to alcohol for example there was war you know tension stress this affects the child it's a bit confusion for me. So, for example, if uh, I have some problem, uh, God forbid, from from my father or from my forefather, but why should I be paying for there? Why Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala put me there for them? Could He put me else somewhere else? You receive enough. You receive enough. It's not that because of them you become bad, mm -hmm. but 
This is the world of cause and effect. What someone does affects other people. The same child later affects his children. Society affects. We cannot create for every person one world. We have to live together. So, what is important is that first of all, no one is held responsible for others have done what others have done. Every child is pure. So we don't say because your parents were bad, you are bad. Every child is pure. Every child also has enough potential and enough capital. But some may have more. But not related to this one. Yes. When we see uh, the criteria condition for a mujtahid, here comes a legitimate child. And if a person is not legitimate, becomes mujtahid later on without his... Not for mujtahid, I think it's for marja. Marja, yes. yes. Obviously, so marja, and why it's, uh, this condition is there being legitimate? That wasn't his fault. Because, uh, no problem. Because this is a position. In Islam, we look at position as a responsibility, not as a privilege. They are exempted from this responsibility because then people uh, may find it difficult to follow such person. Mm. And socially, always will be discussed that, you know, our marriage is this, you know, then people think, you know, what was the history of... So, but this doesn't mean that this person is a bad person. Mm. This is just an exemption from a responsibility. Yes. So those who are given more expectations from them is also more. Yes. So if Allah has given you, you know, better parents, better environment, then you are expected to do better. Yes. from God okay so everything that we have is from God but some of these things need no particular condition for example your life your health many physical gifts come without you doing anything mm. But some of the gifts from God come when you, in addition to being a, just a human being, you qualify for it. 
For example, if you don't study, you don't go to a school, you don't you know, review, you don't do mobile, you don't take notes, the gift of knowledge may not come. It's not impossible, maybe Allah can you know, project knowledge, but this is not the normal way. You have to go to school, you have to go to learn. So, some of the gifts, especially spiritual gifts, needs more than just being a human being. Mm -hmm. To receive food, to have children, to grow, to be a human being is enough. But if you want to receive hikmah, wisdom, if you want to receive, you know, connectedness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you want to have tranquility, you need to do something more. You have to create a extra capacity. As long as human beings are in the level of just a kind of animal with aql, they receive certain things, but if they go higher, they can receive more. But what is important is that there is no limit in human capacity. I think I told you this before. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is infinite. Allah is infinite. Everything is finite. But among finite beings, we have human beings which are finite, but they have infinite capacity. So there is something in us which is like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the difference is that He is infinite. Imperfection. We are infinite in capacity. Okay? This is very important. So, لا تزيده كثرة العطاء إلا جودا وكرمان The more he gives, the more generous he becomes. Means that the more he gives, the more you can receive, and then the more he gives, therefore he's more generous. Not that his generosity as an essential quality changes. A quality as a quality of action. Okay? So, Ayatollah Mutahari says, for philosophers who are you know, he says, Divine philosophers, or you can say, those who are, uh, you know, doing theosophy. Theosophy, you know, some people use for hikmat, theosophy, instead of philosophy. Meaning of theosophy is hikmat. Like hikmat, means they love God, and you know, they are, involved in a kind of philosophy which is based on knowing God. According to them, justice is a quality of perfection for God and opposite to this which is zulm is not to give to beings what they deserve or what they can receive. So this is the fourth meaning. He says, according to Muslim philosophers, no being can have any right over God. 
in the sense that if God would not observe it, God has failed, for example, to do one obligatory thing for itself, or God is in debt to us. In this sense, we are not talking about justice of God. What we talk about justice of God is in the sense of graciousness. And his graciousness is like his being, his existence. So, the fact that God would not deny his graciousness to any of his creatures, this is divine justice. And then he refers to Sermon 214 of Nahr al in which Amir al-Mumni says, there is no right except it comes with duty, with responsibility. If I have a right over you, at the same time I have also responsibility. Except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would not have any responsibility for the right that he has over us. He has right over us, we have response, but he doesn't have any responsibility to observe because it comes from his graciousness. So, these are four meanings for justice. One is to be balanced, mozun, to be well balanced, well you know, measured. The second meaning is equality and no discrimination. The third is to give everything its due right. And the fourth, which is mentioned by philosophers, is to observe what they deserve and more than that, what they can receive, what they have capacity for. Then, the question, there are few questions, and inshallah we can discuss these questions in future, but one of the questions which is very important, just inshallah we discuss them, there are few questions. Why, for example, then some, for example, human beings die when they have not yet, for example, grown. Some even embryos die, or some human beings are killed. What happens to their capacity? Or why there is illness? Why there is some shortage? How can you explain this <coughs> along with the fact that God is absolutely <coughs> gracious? What are the reasons for differences in the world? Why some people are more powerful, more intelligent, stronger in physics, in body. What are these differences? Although God is absolutely gracious. These are the things that Inshallah will explain, which is not difficult because, as we said, graciousness of God is one point capacity for each person is another point and the capacity of the person is measured by its own capacity and the capacity of the pipe, right. the hierarchy. Inshallah we'll discuss this. 
the next session. وآخر دعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين.